Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I go me a pasta pasta. No, stop, girl, why do you drink until I get it? Drink and rave till the morning light, my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a stop, 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 stop. You know who this is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Relationship Pasta Pasta Podcast. Um, this is or third episode, I believe, for the new year. So we're still um, enjoying um, the feeling of the new year and the spring. And we're really um, excited to bring another podcast episode to you and just want to always say thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending your time with us. We love your feedback. Please continue to interact with us. Oh, and before I actually continue, I wanted to say that you should follow us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa Podcast because we're doing a new thing. Um, we have started doing Instagram lives and we don't want you to miss it. So stay <laughs> tuned for our upcoming lives. Cool. All right. So before I begin, let's do the roll call. So Mish. Here. Perry. Hey, hey. Soph. Hi, everyone. All right. And this is Shar. Um, so today we're going to talk about the strong black woman. Um, I feel like there is no doubt that there are many strong black women represented here today. Um, and we know many, there are friends and our family, but what does the strong black woman mean to us? And what does it really represent out in the world, right? So let's start with our experiences in the world. Think about adjectives that you commonly hear used to describe a strong black woman. It may not always be accurate, but some of them are very popular. So complete this sentence for me. I don't know who wants to start, just pop in. But a strong black woman is? Independent. Independent. I'd say aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> uh, strong black woman is, uh, stands by her man. Okay. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's a good you one. You stole mine, girl. I was going to say ride or die. Uh-huh. We <laughs> always riding and dying. <laughs> and dying. No, seriously. So much riding and dying. So much riding and dying. So, I mean, <laughs> no, seriously. So, even before, and you can always still, like, pop in with more adjectives, but before we start, like, listing a bunch of them, right? Whatever, what are our thoughts about these adjectives? I'm going to start with Carrie's because Carrie's was mine because I was like ride or die because I feel like um, we are known as the head of household, but the domestic, um, but we're going to put together two pennies and make um, a dollar. Um, we also are the ones that will stay up late. We'll, we'll fill every gap. Um, and sometimes I don't know if it's a positive thing or a negative thing because, because we're so driven to fill this role sometimes, 
we get called aggressive. So Misha, what do you what do you think about the aggressive? What do you think about you know how we're described when they're saying black women are aggressive? Um, I am I when I think about that, I think about this episode on girlfriends that I watched. Um, oh, I was just about to say the same thing. Okay, let's say the same one you're talking about. Keep going. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Joan was partner. She went, she was in the boardroom and nobody was paying her any attention. No attention. Um, and of course, so can go into, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, she figured out what worked for her to, for them to listen. And of course that wasn't really her you know, bending over and showing her cleavage, whatever the situation. But I think at this point, um, we've realized that we aren't heard unless we can be heard. Um, and so we are strong in how we say things. Um, and sometimes we stand up for what we believe in and people portray that as being aggressive. We're not trying to be aggressive. I don't think some people may may have it ingrained to in, ingrained in them that you know you have to be aggressive to get what you want. But I don't think half the time we're trying to be aggressive. A lot of people portray me as being aggressive um, in what I am in how I'm saying it in what I am saying, and I think that's a part of my personality. But I don't mean to come across aggressive. So I think that's just one of the things I've accepted that that's just how it is. I am loud which they say black women are also loud, aggressive, just not approachable, all these things. But I, oh, I yeah, think. we are known for having like some stank face, right? Supposedly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's a stereotype. I don't think I am unapproachable, but it may come across that way because I am trying to stand up for myself or I am saying something that you may not like, or I am not just sitting in a corner because yeah. that's what you assume that I should be doing. I'm not supposed to be, or I got to work twice as hard to get things done. And because of that, when you're working twice as hard, you have to shout twice, twice as loud, say things twice uh, uh, as many times. And because of that, it just comes across as what it may not be. I may be aggressive. I may be loud. Uh, maybe a lot of things, but just is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I, Misha, because I was going to reference girlfriend as well. Um, because I just watched this episode last night where she's mm -hmm. now, um, Joan is now engaged, and oh. she remember the one that she wanted the stove and the I didn't get that far, ma'am. Oh, I'm so sorry. That. Oh, I can't talk about it. Man. I didn't get that oh, far. No, you can. The second I watched time it. because I watched Girlfriends the first time. I just don't, <laughs> it's been so long. I don't remember the exact episodes. So uh, I, I remember I, this episode because I got that far. And okay, well, I won't give the detailed, but she she's now with a special friend. And <laughs> man, you just said she was engaged. Ain't no sorry. special friend. <laughs> okay, well, she's engaged, and um. You know, she wants she wanted to get the stove, which is very expensive, but she's engaged to a person who have always been has not have money, right? He, he's mm -hmm. not used to having money the way she does. So he's more of a, you know, low-key type of spender. And they had this big fight, and 
he she she wouldn't stop. She just kept going and going and going. And he said nothing. He was like, okay, you know what? He just stood up and took off his pants and gave it to her and said, obviously, that's what you want. And he walked away. And honestly, I watched that episode. I said to myself, oh my gosh, am I like that sometimes? Like as females, we don't know when to stop. We can be aggressive sometimes because honestly, I could see myself doing what she's doing, but now that I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, Joan, you should stop. Like you, you should stop. But I'm seeing myself doing exactly what she was doing. So I feel like sometimes we can, but it's not intentional. Like she didn't mean to be right. aggressive or mean or whatever. She's just saying, we have money now. Let's buy something good one time instead of buying cheap things over a period of time. You end up spending more money in the long run. Right. But it's how she went about saying it that came off as aggressive. And he just gave her the pants and walk out. He was like, that's, that's the role you want? Here you go. Go ahead. Play it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, mean, so I think oh, that's, that's a good example. That episode with Joan is, is interesting because I think that is a point about strong Black women. And I think the other point to that episode is she's used to being single. So she's used to making her own money, buying her own thing, buying what she wants. And now she has to compromise those values with her partner, which was the real struggle. So it's like the guy felt emasculated Mm -hmm. and she feels like, well, I'm just standing up for myself. (laughs) Right. Both of which are very valid. But I do think as you're talking about it, it reminds me of a conversation I had with I've had this with two separate male friends, which I think is interesting. And they have this perspective that black women, and these are men who love black women, right? They're coming from a place of love. But they said to me, Carrie, black women can be disrespectful more than any other race. Y'all feel like y'all got to win the argument. Y'all got to win the fight at any cost. And it made me pause, just like so. Just said, like, am I like this? Am I like beaten down? You know, I gotta win, and I'm sure I've been that person in some conversation with with other people. But it did cause me to think about it because I'm like, initially, I was like, no, I don't know the black women you talking to because the people I know. I'm sure these are people I know. I'm not dating my girlfriends. I know them as friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know them in relationships. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, they're probably like that. I don't know. Listen, I think it's, I think we can be aggressive, but I think we get lumped up as aggressive. So here's the thing. I think everyone can be aggressive. Do you know, you know, but I think we get lumped up as aggressive. Um, regard like with no one thinking about context there's a lot of reasons we're aggressive sometimes it's just our personality that's just how we stay that's literally just how we bond sometimes it is our exposures and our environment that has conditioned us to be that way right and so sometimes we're just leaning back on what we know for survival for instance right, right? I agree with that, Char. And I use that argument as a social worker in this conversation. But what I learned is that the same accountability we have for other people, like our men are traumatized. Mm -hmm. We expect them to deal with their trauma and come to this relationship loving us and caring for us and treating us as vulnerable as we want to be in that space. We have to hold ourselves accountable to that extent, too. Because, yes, we are molded. And I'm like, we have a whole history of being mistreated. 
right? I was on the on the soapbox with this. But there has to be a level of accountability. Yes. And I, I had to, to agree be. with him on that. I had yes. to, I'm yes. like, you're right. You are right. You're right. You can't be disrespectful. Yes. Yes. Disrespectful has a price. Okay. If you're disrespectful and aggressive, two different things. They often get lumped in the same, right? Because right. it's yeah. not. No, yeah, I don't think it's the same thing. And I think you can, I think you can still be aggressive, but be, hopefully, <laughs> kind of like how Misha said, sometimes she's called aggressive, be aware. Because listen, I don't even debate people anymore because I realized, like, I remember in college, my roommate, Perry Lee, right, yo, I can debate someone to the ends of the world and I am unfazed because I'm straight just debating. But the other person is mad heated. <laughs> and I'm like, here, just, all right, going, 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 won't stop, don't stop. <laughs> so, and the step is to be aware, just like how Misha's, so sometimes I actually take a pause, you know, and say, you know what, let me sit back on this, because I know that I can be pretty opinionated and obstinate, but disrespectful to me, I know it gets lumped together, but I feel like it's a different thing, because I, you know, like, even though I'm aggressive, I'll call people out their names, you know, I'm pretty patient with people. Disrespect looks different. You can yeah. be not you, not, you can not say a curse word and disrespect somebody, especially oh, yeah. that you're in partnership oh, with. Right? Like, so can speak to this. I'm sure you have these dynamics, right? That's true. When and I was going to give an example. I was going to give an example about that because the first year, and I tell people all the time, it's not a secret. The first year of my marriage was rough. And Sharifa made a hint when she said your background, you know, how you were raised and, and, and played a, a, a big role. I'm coming from a background where I was the baby in the family, right? So people will call it spoiled. I call it a little privileged, you know, I will call it spoiled. <laughs> but, but he'll come from a point where he's the eldest. He was the eldest. So he always got the final say. He always made, you know, the decision or whatever, however you want to put it. So when we, when we, when we put each other, when they put each other, well, they, when we put ourselves together, it was kind of, hard figuring out a, a role and a dynamic and at nice. one point I was called um, aggressive and disrespectful but I, it wasn't like I meant to be aggressive right. or disrespectful it's just the roles that I play where I always just said well because I was always so little and the baby I always had to raise my voice right to be heard right. somehow was like uh -huh. yelling to be heard over my siblings so in my mind that was normal Right. It's his family, they're yelling it's like this. Okay, everybody. And I'm like, speak up. <laughs> so he's like, why are you always so loud? And I'm like, I'm not loud. But yep. I had to realize, but, and again, time, time helps with everything, right? right. I had to realize, okay, too. yeah, I am loud, you know? But again, being aware, as Carrie said, you, you, right. have, you can't be so set in your own ways that you can't right. step back from yourself and say, whoa there's a point to the madness. And so, you know, it's yeah. all about being aware. I think, I think you're right on the money. So anytime you have to live with someone and make decisions with someone, life-altering decisions with someone and have to really figure that out, you get, you, you get a mirror to yourself. And then that's when you realize, you know, the, the, and 
And because that person is really good at frustrating you and getting you to the end of your, right. your, then you're like, oh, I'm not good in this space. Or I don't like what I look like when I'm upset. Or I don't like how I react to this or whatever, for yeah, sure. I agree. Um, I also think that people's perception of who you are, what you're portraying, has a lot to do also with the roles that you're playing. So in the sense of Joan and her fiance or Soph and her husband, or even the guys that Carrie's with, if you go into the relationship saying you are going as the woman, forget even being a black woman, as the woman, you'll be submissive. Um, and then every other aspect of your life, you are not submissive. You have to be the lead. You have to take on these responsibilities to now set that aside and not be submissive uh, or to be submissive in that moment or in that relationship takes work, takes being, it, it takes a lot of things. Um, and maybe that's what they're receiving is this person is being disrespectful. This person's, I mean, they might have to be that type of person everywhere else as a parent, as a, an employee, as a business owner, they may have to be that, have that aggressive nature um, in their relationships outside of that relationship. And in that relationship, the dynamic has to change. So um, two black people being, being together, now you have, you have to find a balance between um, being a strong black woman and being a submissive black woman. But so this is my, this is my problem now. All of a sudden, and so this is kind of where I think this needs to go, is some of these are stereotypes, right. right? So just because you've met a Black woman and maybe she speaks her mind, doesn't mean she's aggressive. Maybe she just knows when she wants to speak her mind. Like, all of a sudden, because you show up in a space as a Black woman, I don't feel you know me. <laughs> like, you, you, like, I feel like that's a good part of this conversation to be like, we're as varied as every other person is. Because I remember first, I was expected to be loud, funny, fancy. That's not me. You know, like, I might be a little quirky. I'm a little corny. I, I don't want to be the center of attention. Like, I don't have to be all the things. Like, sometimes you just see someone and get to know them. So when you, so instead of having the preconceived notions, then you can get to learn to, like, know someone. Right. But sometimes, not lie. The stereotypes, sometimes, you know. they, they bear a burden on us. So sometimes, I think that's why sometimes people are so um, prickly because they already feel all of those things. And so they react into something that's not there. So right. we feel like they expect us to be loud. So now we're conscious of our volume. And then they expect us to be this. <laughs> So now we say, you know, but when, you know, like, let me fix myself so I'm not that. So sorry, Sophie. No, no, you were finished. I thought you were done. I apologize. But I, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a strong black woman. It's no, it's possible to be a, being a strong black woman and submissive at the same time. Right. right, because the two is not independent of each other. You well, the two are independent of each other. Right, you can be a strong black woman and you can still be submissive. Right. A lot of things that Sharifa just said, 
they put a lot of stereotype on the the, 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 the the concept of strong black woman that most times I don't even think it's true. Right. I mean, they can be strong black woman and strong white woman and strong Spanish woman and, and strong every woman. Um, being submissive though, I, you know, in, 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 for a black woman, I think it's a learned art. <laughs> yep. That is very true. I think it's a learned art. I, 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 um, because, I mean, just follow our generation. You know, we, we have always had to work twice as hard to accomplish everything. Nothing has ever been given to us. So in, in just, just with that alone, you always have to push a little more or be a little louder right. or a little bit more aggressive. You know, and I but think that should much. be taken into, right, that should be taken into a consideration when they start putting labels. Right. And I do, I, I agree. Um, I also think, though, that there are stereotypes that we ourselves even feed into. True. And so it's just perpetuated because they think it, we think it, everybody now thinking it. For example, the one about Black women being loyal to the born. <laughs> I was about to thing. ask Carrie to talk about it, about standing by your man and being like real, like loyal. I mean, right. I, I don't have much else to say, you know, beyond that. I think um, it's like a mark of honor for sometimes for Black women to put up with all levels of disrespect and under some serious duress if she sticks through, it's like you survived the struggle love and it's real. And I don't, I mean, right. That may be true for some couples, but I don't know that that's generally true. Uh, and I'm sure there are a slew of reasons why we stay. You can go into, you know, a whole slew of socioeconomic reasons and patterns of DV and all the other like things that are co-occurring at any given time. So, it's it's complicated, but I do think I, I know growing up, I felt like, yeah, you got to stick it out no matter what is going on. Right. Um, and I saw that in across multiple generations, whether it's my mom, my aunt, my grandma, just that's just what it was. So to unlearn that as you're choosing a partner in life is is the thing, right? The thing. What, loves, what love means to you and defining that it's not about struggle solely there has to be moments of prosperity and happiness and joy and all the other range of emotions outside of struggle and strife so yeah and i think that's perfect i think that that shows in all aspects not even just in your your love life um i think when people see strong black women they assume that they've been through the gutter and are crawling out of it in every aspect. If you don't crawl out of it, are you really a strong black woman though? If you didn't have to work and work and work and fight and put up with the disrespect, are you really a strong black woman? That is the question because we just assume that you're doing it, you're loud, you're extra, you're putting up with it because at the end of the day, you strong and you can do it. And if you didn't do it, then you ain't strong. So it's not even just, people even put themselves in that situation because they just assume that that's a part of how it's supposed to be. I mean, I already told you guys that 
that I assumed that during my marriage, when I was getting into it, while I was in it, that it was supposed to be hard. It was supposed to be a hot mess because you're supposed to make it through it. That's the idea. That's what you see. You see the strength. You hear the stories. This person did this with however many blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Let this struggle bus continue. What? <laughs> and if that's not the case, then are you really a strong person? Are you really, how much weight can you put on yourself for you to be considered a strong woman and a strong black woman at that? So I think we, we do it to ourselves. It's been passed down to us. Um, and it just go, it's just going to continue. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times we take on some of the stereotypes, but if we still hmm. like are in the space of stereotypes, um, some positive ones I know for sure is I always hear like black women are driven. So like when they see us in spaces, they know we're not here to play. Mm -hmm. We're showing up. We are prepared. Mm, you know, like true. we should, yep. I like, those are some Absolutely. I know Sophie had mentioned independent. That is definitely a thing that, you know, like we know how to, um, and I don't know if that's always healthy, <laughs> but we definitely yeah. know how to make it, you know, like if we have to do things on our own, we find a way. That's kind of like that same thing yeah. where I always was told how my grandmother would find a way to make something like mm -hmm. my, my parents, my mom and her, my aunties would say, what, grandma make shoes? And she said, these shoes have to work this way and this outfit have to work that way. And it's just like, we're always, and I do want to talk about whether some of these lead to like literal chronic stress mm -hmm. and like wear and tear on our bodies, like physically and emotionally. But um, I would say, you know, like you step in spaces and as a black woman, they say, oh, you're driven. And powerful. Like, expect you, yeah, you're powerful. We expect you to shine. Like, go girl. Well, sure. I, I don't know that that's my experience, that you are expected to shine. I think you got to prove yourself in those spaces. And sometimes when you come in those spaces, credentialed and with experience, you still have to prove yourself in that yeah, space. Yeah, we should probably define you know? the space. Good point. Yeah, once, the, once you've <laughs> proven yourself in the space, then it's like, okay, right? we have confidence in this person, but I don't know that it's an expectation that when you come to the table as a black woman, even if you come to the table with all these accolades and your work should speak for itself. Yeah. When you get to the space, there's still a level of proving that has to happen. That's true. You are absolutely correct. And I think we should definitely define the space because I think this is the kind of glory we laud upon our girls in our spaces. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, girl, go, girl. Yes, da, 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 da. But you're right. Um, when you go to work, how heavily do you feel, like you're just saying, the, the, the need to establish and prove yourself? And I'll say, I remember when I was getting advice when I was like, walk, going into the working world, don't want to watch how those people dress. You dress good. <laughs> don't want to watch how those people act. You act this way. Because they're just waiting for you to act mm -hmm. just like them mm -hmm. to judge you, mm -hmm. you as lazy, not them. Mm -hmm. They are mm -hmm. all right, but you don't go in there. And so I remember I used to always get them. That is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. look, look more professional than them. Act more professional than them. Mm -hmm. set, yep. set a mark for yourself. That's so. true. It's a heavy burden, though. 
it is a heavy burden. It's Stressful a, it's, it's a, it's a lot because, um, like Misha was saying, you have to show up here this way, be perfect, no emotion, don't be too angry, da, 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 da. and then you have to show up in another Go place, yep. be calm. <laughs> <laughs> like you can get whiplash. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I can't even imagine. And I find myself doing that too, because um, you have to show up in different places as different people. I cannot work mode with my children. I used to do that. I cannot do it. I have to be very, very, very intentional about who I am and where. But as you said, whiplash, sometimes I catch myself. No, but that goes back to what Kara said at the beginning. It's like a full, I'm just here, I'm just seeing full circles because Kara was talking about you have to catch yourself. So when we're in a space with a partner, right? And we're coming off aggressive, right? Borderline and on disrespectful, you almost have to like be self-aware and catch yourself before we can't function in autopilot, right? Because I think life is about duality it is about being strong and powerful and also being about about being vulnerable and submissive and all the other things that we have to be in different spaces but it's hard to be those things and transition from space to space in that way if you're not in the moment of that space because right. if you're still on work mode then you're not in the mode with your your family and your children and your mm-hmm. partner like it's a different space and requires a different version of you to show up in that space. Mm. And they're both valid. They just can't, they don't often coexist in the same way. Wouldn't right? it be nice so, if we could show up in all spaces as ourselves? <laughs> I, think I, think, I, think I think that's us. I think that's us. Yeah, I think that's the duality. So it's, it is you, but it's just a different side of you. And I actually sometimes think that's naughty. Well, okay, well, if it's not you, that's different. But sometimes I was going to say, sometimes I think it's healthy because I learned to let go. Like there's a lot of important things I learned when I was married. Like I learned to see myself. I I guess you can't escape yourself because people probably get to the edge of your anger. So then you have nothing (laughs) else. And escape yourself. I like that. Yeah, because at this point now, well, uh, if you're not on the struggle bus, maybe you don't know, but. If you're on the struggle bus, you know that that you really get to wrestle with who you are and how you want to show up. And I learned that as much as I'm opinionated and as much as I do like um, to organize and I enjoy submitting. Right. It's like it's and it's not because I don't have an opinion and I don't have anything to say, you know, or a valid space in this world. It's because. You know, you find a partner who you, you want to find a partner who you can trust enough and you are happy <laughs> to submit. Yeah. 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 That's very so, true. Some people are not that fortunate. Let's just put it that way. I mean, some people have to show up to work a whole different person. Um, and I'm hoping that people are able to be them, their true selves with the people who are most important to them. So their family, et cetera, their partners, whatever. Um, but some people cannot show up to work themselves. They, If they show up to work themselves, people are going to take it how, you know, in maybe in the wrong way because they just don't know who they are and never got a chance to um, know that person and appreciate them for who they are and cannot show up as that person. Um, and so 
it literally just I guess it just depends but but isn't the goal right I think at some at some point in all of our lives some longer than others we're doing things we don't necessarily want to do um and I think isn't the point that you ultimately get to a space where you can show up as yourself and I, I grapple with this because I talk to, you know, my peers and my friends. And when I talk to people who don't like what they do, I, my question is often, what is your plan? Because I don't, I don't know how to be of best support to a friend who, in my mind, I'm like, well, you're in a space that you're, you're not, you don't feel like your gifts and talents are being utilized in the right way. And you feel like there's so much where you have to offer. In my mind, I'm like, you have to go out and find that. Like people aren't, no one's going to drop that in your lap. No one's going to change your life for you. You have to go out and live your life. And I know it's, it's much simpler to say it than do it. But my curiosity is, well, what's your plan to make that happen? Because it can't be that. And again, people go through their whole life, right? Not doing what they want to do. And that's purely their right. But I do think as a friend, my challenge is always, hey, so what's your plan? Like, what what do you want to do? Because then it tells me how I can support you in that doing. Because you plan on staying, then I know, okay, you just need me to listen to you vent. All right. Versus if you plan on making some moves, then I know, okay, when I hear some opportunities for this person and I know they're interested in this, I'm going to want to connect them to that opportunity because I know that's what they're looking for, you know? So I feel like I, I get a little bit queasy when I'm in those conversations with friends because I'm like, all right, well, tell me what, tell me what you need me to do because I'm a doer. Like I want to do something Right. when I hear something is, is wrong or you're in limbo or whatever that might be. When I hear stuff like that from people, it comes back to, um, could be, let's not, not say that this is the case because one as I told you, some people enjoy being on the struggle bus. They do. They love the idea that they're downtrodden, that life is unfair. Because if, God forbid, life comes easy, then what's the point? So, what's there to complain about? What's the point? So there are people who love being on the struggle bus. Um, and then there are people who feel like, it's their intention to be there, to be on the struggle bus so that they can be an example for other people. Um, so, you know, they, let, let's see, for example, maybe a black woman being on the police force with a bunch, bunch of Trump supporters. Um, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> but maybe you are there because you, even though it sucks, and these people are terrible. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just throwing out a hypothetical situation. Maybe you're there to show that you can't kick me out. I am here to stay. I am trying to make a difference, even though it sucks for me. Um, so there are these options as opposed to let me try to find an easier route or let me try to make something better or find a new route or whatever the situation. There are many ways to look at it. There are these people also who stick on the struggle bus for whatever reason they decide to do. 
but you're right. I don't know that I want to deal with people who are like, life is terrible all the time. And I'm just going to- Life can be terrible all the time. And right, I, <laughs> I get that. I also do think that sometimes your life's purpose is to be a disruptor. Sometimes right. that's your life's purpose and you're not unhappy about the, ch- right? You appreciate the change you have the potential to make, even though you might not be comfortable with the situation itself. Right. Right. So you have, I saw this recently, which is not a recent issue, but it's recently been in the news a couple of times about affirmative action students getting called out on college campuses. Like, oh, you're only here because of affirmative action. Okay. But like, <laughs> they're not, they're going to excel. They're going to go like right a cookie? in uncomfortable spaces <laughs> so that the next person that comes along, hope the hope is, it reduces the stigma associated with the thing that you're trying to make right, a bad thing. That right. is a thing. That is an right. actual factual thing. I know that's an absolute thing in my field of work. I mean, mm-hmm. when I look at my mentor and she's like, girl, when I first came, you know, and I'm fortunate. I don't think a lot of people have their boss is like a black woman, but mm-hmm. she's like, listen, and she like lays it as it is what, what she experienced when she started um, decades ago, what I need to say, what I need to do, and make sure you get. <laughs> and I, I appreciate yeah. that. And you're right. Yeah. Initially, to you're right. So you're in a space that's uncomfortable, and maybe you're and you're there for a purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I actually, I mean, I guess I don't know if this is a lighter note or not. But do you remember it was in the news um, early 2000, maybe mid 2000? It was popping up all of these. It was newscasters and like people in corporate America. It was a big thing that they were able to wear their hair at work or on TV. Mm-hmm. And it was, it really That's made... still happening now. Yeah. Really? Yes. So, okay. So then, okay. Even till today, people, like it's a thing to show up at work, be considered professional and be respected for what you know and not, you know, because you're here you're wearing it the way it came out your head or you're wearing yes. braids or yes. locks. Yes. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of like complicated things that we have to deal with when we step out of like maybe our homes or our comfort places. Um, I think I'm also curious, Misha mentioned being seen as aggressive and I'm like, well, I, I think about who the audience is, right? Because I think as Black women, I'm not speaking for all Black people or all Black women, but I think generally when we enter a space, we are mindful of, you know, fitting into this angry Black woman stereotype. But I think it differs depending on the space you're in. If you're in corporate America, it's a different environment. And I would like to think social work is, I don't want to say less intense, but maybe less intense than corporate, but there's still, right, this stereotype around being angry and being this angry Black person. So I'm just curious, for me, is it is it about the audience, right? Like, how is it a race thing, and does it matter that you sit in a corporate space? Um... Yeah. I think it it also depends on your field of study, right? Because I'm in HR. HR is 
very large percent women. Um, and so I think that's also a little different, but I also work at a law firm where that is very large percent white men. So as a black woman coming into that, you have to be a different type of person. But, and I, I'm pretty sure that we've talked about this situation before because we talk about it at work. What we realize is that black women aren't sticking around at in corporate America, as in they're not sticking around at these law firms because the people who are able to tolerate these spaces are thinking beyond these spaces. So they get in, they are able to keep up, but they are able to surpass. So now the people who are, if they are barely managing, then they're at the bottom and they're not gonna make it. They're gonna be at the bottom. The people who are making it ain't thinking about this. This is nothing. So they're not sticking around. They're thinking beyond this. They're not thinking about opening up their own company. They're not thinking about um, be going into politics. They're thinking beyond this moment. And so we find that there are these two type of people, people who, as you said, like being on the struggle bus. And then there are people who are thinking beyond the struggle bus. There are people who are sticking around and saying, let me be the person who makes this change because ain't nobody got time for that. The times are moving faster than I need to be um, the one that represents or I need to bring more people in. And there are definitely women who do this, but the majority of us, well, them, because I am not an attorney, but the majority, when I say us, I mean black women, the majority of them, the black women in corporate America, in fields that are dominated by white men um, are thinking beyond that. I don't need to be in this space. As you said, I don't need to be at this table. I'm gonna go make my own table. I'm gonna go invite my friends. We're gonna create a whole new space where we are comfortable, where we can be the same person at work as we are at home, where we can dominate and we don't need to fit in. We don't need to be this person anymore. And so I think it's, it's evolved beyond let us try and fit into this space and create our own space. I think that's where they are right now. You know, sometimes I can tell you that stereotype follows a black female, even when it's not true. For example, I'm in education and um, I can tell you, I've been in education for 15 years and every single year, I always get the tough kids. Why? My principal, all of them, I think I've gone through now maybe four principals and they've always said, because you're black, you can handle them. I'm like, because it's a stereotype that black people are black? strong, you know, that we're strong and that we're tough and that we're hard and that the kids will listen to us. And I'm going to be honest, over the years in education, it's true, but it's also false right. because I have be had- yeah, I have had <laughs> black teachers who were very soft and the kids ran all over them. That I've had black teachers that can just look at a kid with the, the eye, just give them the eye, you know, the eye that your mom gave you. And kids just to sit teachers. Like, huh? They give them to teachers and teachers fall for that? No, listen, my principals, and again, this is my fourth principal, and all four of us said the same thing to me. 
because I've had to ask, like, why do I always get the tough kids? And they were like, because Matilda, you, you've never had behavioral problems. Like, you just know how to deal with the kids. You know, I'll have kids come in my class and sit like perfect angels. And then they'll leave my class to go to another class and they're tearing up the place. And they've said to me, how is it that the teachers have said to me, how is it that they're good for you, but they don't listen to me? And people have responded, oh, because she's black. I don't think that has nothing to do with it because I'm black. It's because I don't have time for the foolishness, right? And I, it's just that simple. But it is, the stereotype has been the black teachers are tougher or harder on the kids so we can handle the hard, the rougher kids or the kids that are, have more behavioral problems than everybody else that they're, they're talk, they're, they're more um, soft-spoken and they say to them, boys and girls, please, can you just sit down? Meanwhile, I'm like, yo, sit down right now and don't let me tell you again. Like that's it, I'm done, right? But in my mind, again, how you were raised play a big role Correct. in how you right. deal with how things. Like, my mother never said right. to me, Sophia, my darling, please just please go and sit in the corner. My mother simply said, you better sit down right now. Don't let me tell you again. And I knew to sit down. Right. So when I go in my classroom, I'm saying the same thing to my kids. It's not because I'm black. It's because of how my mother spoke to me and how I was right. raised. Right? Because, I've, again, I've had black teachers that came in the room that, that, that worked. And they were the same soft-spoken people when kids ran all over them. You know? I mean, they could have been raised like you too, but they don't want to be that person. They don't want to be that teacher that the parents, when the parents go and said, um, the teacher yelled at me. It was just a black teacher. Oh, oh, oh. And some of them can't bother them say, all right, you know what I'm learning? That's on you. <laughs> I've had parents come to back, right. back to school night and, and walk in and they'll say, oh, it's a black teacher. Okay, I'm good. That's it. Because they know their kids are bad. So the minute they, the kids were, I've had parents request to have their kids in my class and they have been very honest. Mr. My child has serious behavioral problems. So I know they'll listen to you. Both black and white parents, right? But it's just black parents at school? Black, white, everybody. Turkish, mm. Indian, Chinese, no. <laughs> I, love I, mean, when, I love when my kids have black teachers, but it's only happened once in the, how old, is, how old are they? I don't know how many how many they there's only happened once for one of them the other is all these white women teaching my child which is fine the teachers are great they're well educated they treat my children great but i'm just like can i see a black something black woman black man black anything at this point i don't know anyway i think i would like for my child to to be to be able to experience all race teachers because i can tell from my experience that there's different levels there's different things that they gain I don't know how to explain it um and it just prepared them for real life right because real right. life that's real life that's what they, they're real going to experience but just towards something that Misha said in terms of um you know people some people like being on a struggle bus and some people just make their own corner and stay in it um I can tell you again from my um perspective in every school that I've been black people have always been the minority and I'll tell you this lunchtime we're always together Every free time, we're always together. And one day, we said to, to each other the other day, we were like, because it's just two of us in my building. And we were like, there yo, why are we always, why don't we go socialize? Like, why don't we go mingle with, you know, the rest of the, but again, we understand each other lingo. It's comfortable when we're together. 
we don't have to play a role that we're not. So right. you find that you have some black people that they just stay on the comfortable side. I'm just not going to try. Like I will not go work with a bunch of Trump supporters. No, I'll be in fight. <laughs> I'm going to be in an argument every day. So I openly I, I, Trump supporters. Openly Trump. I'm being Trump supporters. <laughs> listen, Seven when I was buying my point house, something million as a matter of fact. Listen, when I was buying my house, I was very deliberate with the street that I lived on. I was like, how many Trump supporters are on the street? Because I, I and you know, forgive me out there, Trump world, because I know some people that I know who, who listening to this is a Trump supporter. Like you I need said, to that you know that we know that are Trump supporters, okay? But I mean, I'm not gonna knock you, be who you are, support who you wanna support, but I know we're not gonna have a conversation about Trump. who you want to <laughs> <laughs> That was like the voting episode. I was like, but if you're not voting right, I don't know. If right, I don't know if I really- Not this time, wait till am, next time when it's I not so important. I am judging you, uh -uh. okay? I'm judging so, you. <laughs> So, um, wait, I, I, I don't want to cut anybody off if anyone has anything because I, I was going to wrap us up. Anything? We're good? Okay. So now um, I wanted to have us wrap up with thinking about our own selves and who we are because we are all strong Black women and kind of talking about or finishing the sentence, I am a strong Black woman because I am and giving us those adjectives that mean, or that, you know, help to describe you. And you can mm -hmm. say um, as much or as little, you could just state it as your affirmation, or if you wanted to say a little bit about it, that's welcome too. So um, I am a strong black woman because I am. Who wants to go first? Anybody? I can go first. Okay. I will say I am a strong black woman because I am resilient that's me <laughs> i okay i will say i am a strong black woman because i am sensitive okay um and i will add two sentences to that to say it is something i try most to hide about myself because it can be exhausting um but um it's also the thing I value most about myself because um, it just makes me open to to feel and intuit, you know, and it, and and it's it's an important part of myself, even if you know. Yep. Um, I am a strong black woman because I I embrace duality. You got it. You got to go. Yeah, you got to keep going. <laughs> I think it's an important lesson that we all have to like. It's not, you know, we're not. I think someone mentioned this earlier. We're not just one thing. We're all these things, and it means that I can be strong, and I can be sensitive, and I can be angry, and I can be delightful, and I can be carefree. I can be all these things, um, because that's that's what life is. Um, it doesn't mean I'm in this one bucket of this is what black women, you know, a black woman is supposed to be. I'm all the things, right? That sounds awesome. Things. I love it. And oh. you, you said the right word, 
we don't have to be in a bucket. And I think sometimes that's what we get, but um, I'm sure we all, you know, as we reflect on who we are, we realize that we're, we're that and more, you know, and there are parts of us that are this way, but there are parts of us that aren't. And so. Yeah. And I, you know, I think when you think about black women and you think about the scientific beginnings of man and, you know, the first skeletons being found on, on the African continent. And when you think about all those things, it's like even more validation that I am all those things, right? I am the mother of all things. Um, and not just to say it just because I want to say it, but because if you are a scientist and someone who believes in science, then you know that there are facts about, about where life begins, right? And so I think as, as Black women, even more than anything else, we have to embrace all that we are. I agree. Oh. Kind of want to change your mind now. Oh, I mean, I go ahead. Listen, duality, my resilient, dear. But I think I want to say that it's because I am vulnerable. And as uh, I thought of it mostly because Carrie was like, I'm all of those things, but I can still pop down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right thank you ladies for your um input on you know what attributes of yourself really um make you who you are make you a strong black woman um unfortunately we lost so as you could see she if you're died. on youtube <laughs> actually if you're on youtube you'd have seen we lost her a minute ago but um <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up without her her beautiful black woman self and we will catch you next time and we love you and thank you as always um, oh please watch out for our lives that are coming as uh Shara said earlier we don't want you to forget now that you've had this intense conversation check out our IG. oh yeah we should do a live okay yes bye guys bye. Bye. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously, we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>